the World Nomads podcast bonus episode. Hear amazing nomads sharing their knowledge, stories and experience of world travel. Hi, Kim and Phil with you featuring another amazing nomad. It's just not enough delivering you our fortnightly World Nomads destination podcasts because while there are so many great destinations in the world, there are equally some amazing people doing amazing things within it. In this episode, we speak with Matthew Kepnes and a lot of you will recognise him by his usual moniker, Nomadic Matt, and uh, who, after a trip to Thailand in 2005, decided to quit his job and travel the world, blogging about his experiences. Matt has since become a New York Times bestselling author, with his articles featured in the New York Times, CNN, Nat Geo, the Huffington Post, and of course he is a partner of World Nomads. Yeah, and that is just listing a few publications. Matt has also started his own NGO, the Foundation for Learning and Youth Travel Education, or FLIGHT. And Matt, you're here to tell us more about that. I think it started in 2015. Uh, God, it has been that long. Um, it's a way to promote travel uh, for high school kids in the U.S. We have a vacation culture, not a travel culture. And so, you know, a lot of kids don't really get out beyond the, the borders of the states. You know, only a third of Americans have a passport. And, uh, you know, with this whole political divide, you know, not a lot of people get beyond their little bubble and that works right and left uh and you know i really wanted to provide the opportunity for people to travel uh and see the world beyond their own little community as well as show them not only like we're all really the same but also show them that there's a lot of opportunity in the world and i think you know when you are growing up in a small town or a you know a low-income community, you don't see, like, you can do anything, you could be anything. Um, you know, people are like, wait, you can teach English in Asia? I'm like, yeah, that's a thing that is very easy to do. And people are like, oh, I had no idea that existed. Because you don't know what you don't know. So really wanted the opportunity for, for kids um, to, to see that, like, oh, there's a lot of possibilities out there. Because I grew up in a really small town. You know, most of the people in my town, still live in my town. And, you know, you, you know, if, when you see the world beyond your borders, you can get uh, a better sense of like, oh, there's, there's a lot that I can do. I, I don't have to be sort of stuck, you know, where I am. And more than that, you know, you, when you can see people in different cultures going through the same struggles you are, you develop a lot of empathy. And when you're a high school kid, you know, that's a good time to develop that skill. Plus now all these kids have a passport and for, Every one of these kids, that just the cost of getting the passport uh, is prohibitive for all of them. Their families just can't even afford that. And so just putting that in their hand allows them access to a whole world out there that they didn't have otherwise. Give a shout out to your hometown. I grew up in a small town called Winthrop, Mass. It, it's outside Boston. I think at this point then, we, um, we sponsored the insurance for a group from Oakland to head to Columbia. So let's just take a listen to what they learned from their experience in Colombia. Something that stood out the most to me is like everywhere you're going to, have to, you're going to go, you're going to have to stand up for yourself. Um, whether it's back home in Colombia or wherever you are, there's been a few incidents where students have faced some discrimination or have been pickpocketed or have been disrespected and like I feel like this experience has taught them that 
um, and me also that you have to stand up for yourself wherever you're going. For me, I was really, really excited for the food just because I'm a foodie and I love food so much and I was so excited to try everything. And it made me realize how everything is so similar to like my culture because I'm Salvadorian. Like something that I noticed, like all the caldos and the soups are really similar. They're really hearty, um, and also like how much meat they love eating out here. And also the candy. One of the things was like that was exactly the same was the um, tamarind ball, mm -hmm. which is the candy that they have in the Salvador too. And that's why I was like, oh, that there's so much things that are similar here. Um, we, talk, we, were, we were able to talk to some students here that were still like in high school and like comparing myself to them and how different their world is. Um, a lot of the students here are so excited about American culture and at back home we're not really excited about other cultures. We're just so indulged in ourselves and our culture and who we are and I feel like that experience has made me appreciate Colombian culture more and like why am I love so much why don't I love other cultures too and how can I find that love for other cultures too also I really enjoy walking like the streets I feel like or well, me even though I couldn't really like speak to people and communicate I still found a way you know because in America I'm the same way I smile at people I talk to people and they don't really smile back they kind of mean like it depends on where you are in Oakland but here it's just everywhere people want to talk to you and I feel like that it made me question how home was here like it was just very interesting to see how people live here and every day just walking on the street going to go get food going to the store I feel like that was really interesting to experience and see how people live in different countries just life like how we live but how they live in a different country has always interested me so as you heard there Matt travel really did open their eyes yeah, you know, I mean, that is a common response from a lot of the kids. I mean, we had kids coming from rural Montana who were like, wow, look at the diversity here, you know. Um, and, and so I, I think and these are kids that come from very isolated communities, socially and economically. Um, and so seeing other kids go through what they're going through and, and meeting people from a variety of places around the world really shines a light on them because, you know, they grow up in these towns and these communities that, that don't really put a focus on that. You know, I mean, in the States, like we have a very tiered education system, you know, the, the amount of money a school gets is based on property taxes. So richer communities have bigger resources and, you know, they can talk about, world issues and take their kids you know to costa rica and do lots of great things uh that these communities can't so for many of these students this is the first time they've experienced something like this so as you said you grew up in a small town it wasn't until you were 23 that you headed off and traveled and that decision outside of america that decision changed your life didn't it yeah you know that was the first time i had really gone on vacation i didn't want to travel i'm talking just like a two-week holiday uh from work and it was there that i, I fell in love with travel and i understood why people talk about travel with such reverence um, you know, it is this unstructured time where anything can happen, where, you know, the, your days are not dictated by commuting in the nine to five, where, uh, you can walk out the door and you can do whatever you wanted. And, and, and you just, I love that unstructured time. And I really understood why, you know, people look forward to vacation. You went back and quit your job. You no, know, I, I then went on another vacation. 
uh, to Thailand where I met backpackers. And it was the first time I had really met backpackers. And they had the answer to the question I had been asking myself uh, since that trip to Costa Rica in 2004, which was, how can I travel more but not spend a lot of money? Because, you know, we have a vacation culture in the States. And so, you know, it's all hotels and tours and resorts. And here these people were doing it for free, like super cheap. And I was like, I want that. That's when I quit my job. Do you think it's, and that not having been exposed to that before, do you think that's why you've been so successful as, uh, you know, the the guru of of cheap backpacker travel? Guru is a very (laughs) nice compliment. Uh, They're for for more knowledgeable people than I am, I think. Uh, But I would say that, you know, in, in terms of just like, part of the success of the website is timing. You know, I, I started the website in 2008 when a lot of blogs were coming online. Um, people were just starting to really quit their jobs in mass and start thinking about digital nomading. And you know, Tim Ferriss's book, The 4-Hour Workweek, had come out. Uh, so I think, you know, it's timing. Um, but also I'm just really, really detail-oriented. So I took a lot of notes. And I think, you know, in the beginning... Uh, I, I had a level of detail that not a lot of other blogs did. And I was, a lot of other websites just told their story. I was very much like, how to do this, how to do that. Thus, a lot of search traffic, thus, a lot of people finding me. Yeah, we have heard that before that uh, people just got in at the right time. But you have been um, successful as Nomadic Matt and you are currently winding up a book tour. Tell us about this new book. Yeah, so I'm writing, I just, I wrote a book called 10 Years in Nomad, which is about my 10 years backpacking the world and the lessons I I learned along the way. And it's really meant to inspire people uh, to get off their couch and go travel and be a better traveler and show them that, you know, you're not, you don't have to be super man or Wonder Woman to do this, that ordinary people do this, they survive, and, and millions of people do this, and that you know, if, if an ordinary person like me can do it, you can do it too. And so it's, it's really just sort of all that wrapped into one. Anything left to achieve, Matt? Um, I mean, I always like to do more. Uh, more is better. Uh, so, you know, I like to write another book. I like to you know, make it the number one on the New York Times, uh, maybe a movie, you know, my goals are constantly shifting. And uh, when, you, when you're doing this, this uh, book tour, basically, do you get asked the same questions all the time? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> you notice we haven't asked them. <laughs> you know, it's, I, I, can, I can always say there's always going to be a question about uh, sustainability and climate change, yeah. languages, yeah. Uh, solo female travel, making friends, my favorite country, my favorite food, worst thing that's happened to me. What did you do the top ones? Yeah. Has it turned into at all at any time an effort for you now that you've made this decision to, to travel, been successful at it? Does it now feel more like work? Uh, I mean, yes. Um, no. You know, if you find something you love, you never really work, right? So, like, I love what I do, so I wake up very excited to do it. So it doesn't really feel like work. I mean, there are trips I just don't want to like think about where I'm like, okay, what post am I going to get out of this? Or let me take pictures of menus to update guides. Sometimes I'm just like, whatever, I'm going and just going to have fun and not write about it. You know, I went to Jordan this year and don't story about it. I just went for my own personal pleasure. Well, mate, you certainly have, you know, inspired possibly thousands of people to, uh, as you say, have a 
travel uh, lifestyle, a travel mindset as opposed to a vacation one. So congratulations to you on that. And great uh, congratulations too on the flight uh, foundation there. And good luck with the book too. Well, thank you. Thank you, Matt. All the links you need to flight and Matt in show notes. And with regards to alumni, Caleb is studying a double majoring in political science and Africana studies and is also the president of the Association of African-American Students. So great success wow. there. Yeah. Mate, it does work, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. By the way, uh, World Nomads has teamed up with Lonely Planet to give you the chance at winning a, and this is in Australian dollars, $5,000 travel goods pack to help inspire you to create positive life changing travel experiences. Whether you want to connect with the natural world, help protect the planet or better understand yourself, the possibilities are huge and could range from really easy ideas like sleeping under the stars and witnessing natural events to ambitious challenges like helping communities and safeguarding the environment. We'll have a link in show notes to enter. You can get the World Nomads <laughs> podcast from whenever. Okay, no, can we fess up here? I just changed that <laughs> script because I couldn't say phenomena. Let's have a little listen. I feel like a blooper. Possibilities are huge and could range from easy ideas like sleeping under the stars and witnessing natural phenomena. Possibilities are huge and could range from easy ideas like sleeping under the stars and witchering. Possibilities are huge and could range from really easy ideas like sleeping under the stars and witnessing natural phenomena. You can get the World Nomads podcast from wherever. I can't speak now. I've done it now. Wherever you grab your favourite podcast, and please feel free to share, rate, subscribe, get in touch by emailing podcast at worldnomads.com. And don't forget to look for the World Nomads podcast on Facebook. Join the conversation around travelling our episodes and some behind the scenes stuff. A bit like that. A bit like that one. Okay. And look, next week, every traveller's nightmare. Mm, See you then. Bye. Bye. Amazing nomads. Be inspired.